Hello, family. This is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us understanding and insight into your Word. Help us to find application of your Word to our lives and our relationships that we might be good stewards of what you've left us the good stewards of what you continually give us in terms of the filling of your Holy Spirit with wisdom and guidance and direction and correction. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, family, we're moving on to the Gospel of Mark. Mark uh, is believed by many to be the very first of the four Gospels that was written. Mark was not an apostle. Um, Mark uh, recognized his gospel is uh, besides being uh, uh, Jesus, uh, the Son of God, but also Jesus, the servant. And um, we're going to start with the, the baptism of Jesus. We'll move on into his ministry uh, throughout Galilee and his entrance into Jerusalem, the prophecies of things to come, and then his death, burial, and resurrection. Probably written about 55 to 65 AD, so it's very current. Um, and it, like I said, it presents Christ as the servant. Um, recounting his ministry and his teaching. It's kind of a biography. Um, and the main themes, Jesus the Messiah, servanthood, ministry, and miracles. Mark chapter 1. This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was also not an apostle. Uh, he was in the wilderness, and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God uh, to be forgiven. We need to remember the Gospels took place during Old Testament times. They're not Old Testament books, but they took place during the Old Testament. The New Testament never happened until after Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection and the beginning of the church in Acts. So for John to be baptizing in water for the repentance of their sin and turn to God to be forgiven. Um, <clears throat> something new is brewing in Jewish tradition. Uh, 
Verse 5, all of Judea, including all of the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Great prophetic words from John. One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. Just in these first 12 or so verses, we see that Mark's writings just cut to the chase. Uh, he doesn't have any, uh, at this point, of the uh, lengthy um, genealogies or uh, he just kind of uh, makes his point. Jesus was out among the wild animals and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached the good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. And Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for men. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. And he called out to them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men. Um, Jesus must have been rather charismatic um, in the beginning of his ministry, obviously throughout his entire ministry, but for these men who owned businesses to walk away from their businesses. And in this time, if you were a fisherman, you had been a fisherman in your family for centuries, perhaps. And that's all you knew and that's all you did. And they left and followed Jesus. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, 
for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly a man in the synagogue, who was possessed by an evil spirit, began shouting, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into the, a convulsion, and then came out of him. Right there in the church, the guy with an evil spirit, right there in the pew next to you, across the street from you, a co-worker, someone in your home. Father, I pray that all of the illness and the dysfunction, I pray for those who are tormented by evil. I pray for their salvation, Father, for their deliverance. Mark chapter 1. Verse 27, amazement gripped the cloud, excuse me, amazement gripped the audience and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitedly. It was such authority, even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. So these brothers lived at home as extended families did during biblical times. Still a custom in many countries in our world today. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever, so Simon was obviously married. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place place to pray. We're going to find that Jesus often went out alone before daybreak or at the night to pray. Jesus was a human being and he walked in the shoes just like we do. And he was victorious in that he spent a lot of time in communion with his Father through prayer. That should be a lesson for all of us.
Me for sure. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them as well. That is why I came. Why did Jesus come? Well, according to his words, it was to preach the good news to all the towns in his, in his state, if you would. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion. Big, big three words. Moved with compassion. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy departed, and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the men went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus, and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to point to a note, Mark chapter 1, verse 44. Jesus tells the man healed of leprosy to take along the offering required by the law of Moses for those who have been healed from leprosy. If you research that, I believe in Leviticus, you will find... the law of Moses on how and what sacrifices you make in order to pay, if you will, the works of being healed from a skin disease, which is rather lengthy. It's an interesting study if you care to look for that. Um, Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for Jesus that you showed your compassion. And through your compassion, things happened. Through your compassion, this man was healed of leprosy. Father, give us compassion like you. And I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.